Bung Bung. Welcome to the potties brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee, the best coffee in the world. This is a dark roast, a modern dark roast that uh, the flavor of profile, I mean, it'll blow, it'll blow your brains out. Um, you are going to be sitting there, drinking your coffee in the morning, becoming more focused, generating more wealth, becoming more creative. You know, that's what Bung Bung Coffee does for you. And while you're doing that, you're experiencing the craziest tastes you've ever tasted. It's 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 like you're tasting sound, you know, smelling color. It is something it is a sensory experience like no other. Bung Bung Coffee will help you become better, feel better, do better. And there's there's nothing else. There's nothing else on the market like that. Have you got a medical condition? Bung Bung Coffee. Do you need a raise? Bung Bung Coffee. Uh, you know, have you been on a bender for eight nights? You know, cleaning houses, doing meth, and now you've got to babysit your own kid? Bung Bung Coffee. You got to do things... You gotta do good things to negate the bad and Bung Bung Coffee is a very, very good thing. Get to bungbungcoffee.com and as a welcome to the potty listener, you can enter promo code P-O-D-D-Y, that's potty, P-O-D-D-Y for 15% off all orders. This shit is delicious, it's functional and it is fantastic. Bungbungcoffee.com, that's B-U-N-G, B-U-N-G, coffee.com. Please don't forget to go to the Fringe website for the Adelaide Fringe tickets uh, for my show, Ain't It Funny. It is hilarious. It's fantastic. It's fun. It's educational, dude. If you're a white guy with no black friends, here's a little peep into the black experience. Ain't It Funny. Fringe website, Adelaide Fringe, Fringe World Perth. Get around it. Let's do it. Let's start the fucking show. Welcome to Welcome to the Party. Best show on the internet, ask anybody. You know it's easy money, sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to Welcome to the Party. Blackout in the booth, every episode's a party. We go hard like Ricky Bobby, tell a friend to tell a friend. This is Welcome to the Party. Welcome to the Party, bang, bang. It's your man, Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver... AKA the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the captain, the Freddie Mercury of podcasting, because I'm out there partying a little too hard sometimes. You understand? No, I don't have the uh, AIDS virus, but I feel like I do. I feel like I do. One of my friends is leaving, he's going back to the UK. And uh, we had a little going away drinks, you know. I'm thinking maybe we'll have dinner, a couple sips. Nope. I'm out. I'm out for fucking six hours on the piss. Um, you know, this is two nights ago. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday. We usually record on Saturdays. We got no board man today. We actually recorded yesterday um, and the recording failed. Um, there was a bit, there was a problem, technical difficulty. So I'm re-recording today. Um, but the episode that we recorded yesterday sucked because I was feeling all types of hangover, depression, anxiety, symptoms, and um, yeah, it was a fucking bullshit episode. So I'm glad the recording didn't work because I would have put that shit out there. I would have been like, job done, put it out, and uh, yeah, it didn't. It didn't end up going out. So that. That is, you know, a blessing and a curse. I don't have I don't have time to re-record today, but I'm doing it. 
I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for you. We didn't have an episode last week. I forget why. Um, just a busy weekend, I think. Uh, we used to hang our hats, bro. We used to hang our hats on never missing a week. And I feel like it happens like once a month now. I do apologize. I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to sort it out. I'm trying to make sure there's at least something out there for you guys every week. Um, but, you know, dude, it's New Year's. I don't, I think I've done one, one episode maybe this year. Dude, New Year's resolutions, I've got two, right? One of them I've already, both of them I've already failed. So I'm piece of shit. I'm not, you got to, dude, I do, I do affirmations every day. I've got a little notepad next to my bed. As soon as I wake up, before I do anything, before I've even brushed my teeth, before I'm even out of bed, I roll over, grab my notepad and I write affirmations in there about like, you know, you know, you are a good person. No, I say I am. All right. I am a good person. You know, I've gone over this. I don't need to fucking give you a ton of examples, but I do that every morning and I try to, it's like positive self-talk. It's the first thing I do when I wake up, you know, instead of grabbing my phone and fucking see, seeing how many school shootings there were the, overnight, um, I grab that. I start off my day on a positive note with some positive self-talk. I am a good dad. I am funny. I am a good comedian. I am motivated. I am dedicated. You know, my dick is above average, <laughs> you know? I am, I am useful. I can change light fixtures, you know? So I've, I've been doing that. I don't remember why I was saying that. Oh, because I called myself a piece of shit for not going through with these New Year's resolutions. So one was I want to do 50 push-ups a day uh, for the entire year. Um, I've done 50 push-ups once, maybe twice. Um I'm averaging, I'm probably at average, probably like around 11 or 12 a day um, based on like there's there's some days where there's 50, 60, there's some days where there's 20 and it's just all, it's sort of averaged out. It looks, it's looking around about, yeah, 11 or 12 a day, which is better. Like I've probably done more push-ups still this year than I did last year. So um, yeah, whatever, man. I'm still going to try and do, I'm still going to like aim for it, even though I've failed but if I, you know, maybe I get the average up, maybe I get the average up and by the end of the year, I still, I still do average over 50. So it's still, that's still a winnable one. And I guess if we're talking averages, my second one was I only want to drink once per month. And I'll tell you what, I've been absolutely off my face, tits up um, the last three weekends. Um, I had a Bucks show, which I believe I talked about on the Welcome to the Potty podcast. I then had a friend's birthday, friend of the show, Aaron Rice Williams, Rice Free Ricey, Ricey Free episode. Um, got got blind at his birthday, and then um, showers going away. It was not even a party; it was just like catch up drinks, and then just got out of hand, got out of hand real quick. So, um, yeah, yesterday I was an absolute dust mite, and then uh, me and Boardman went out and played golf. <laughs> Um, and that was, it was hard. It was just hard. We only played nine holes, which is not, I think I'm going to, I think I's going to start just playing nine because 18 is a bit long when you're a shit cunt, man. Like, um, if you're shit and then you get tired, like you just get real shit. So I think I'm just going to stick to playing nine for now, but played okay for, for a day where I was so hung over and anxious that the golf actually, 
helped with the the mental health because I was so focused on golf. And then we got in the car afterwards, and I was like, "Boy, man, I am fucking suicidal, bro." And like, I had a gig last night, a big gig, and like all day, I'm just like, "Oh, Clay, you're a fucking dumb cunt. You're not funny. Your parents hate you. You got a small dick. You're a shit dad. You you're not even good at drawing. You know, um, all types of all types of thoughts. Just shit that shit that I don't even care about. Like, oh, you you." Know, you, you don't even, you're not even good at making beds, you know? Like, I, I was just thinking all types of shit just that, like, I don't usually even care about, like, oh, dude, you're not even, you're not even good at bowling, you know? Like, who gives a fuck? And my head was just like, you're oh, fuck, you're a shit driver, you know? You, you, your nose whistles when you breathe, you suck, you know? And so I'm like, I'm just like, fuck, man, I just want this out of my head. I went to do this gig, I was you know, my heart was beating out of my chest. I was sweating. I'm still sweating. I've been sweating for 48 hours after Friday night. It's an absolute nightmare, man. I'm an absolute piece of shit. I'm not. I'm a good. I'm a good man. I'm good. I'm funny. I'm great. I'm the best. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm sweating. My heart's beating out of my chest. I get up. I fucking murder, bro. Murdered. I'm not kidding. We all did. There was five of us, and we fucking floored the place. Unreal, lights past cricket club. Thanks for having us. What a gig. What a way to get some confidence before going to Perth next week. Um, absolutely frothing. What a gig. What a fucking gig, man. Oh, just fucking, man, call me Alec Baldwin because I was shooting to kill last night. You feel me, bro? My God, man. Alec Baldwin, man. Let's just Google that motherfucker because I saw... I think I saw that this man was getting arrested for involuntary manslaughter. Uh, Alec Baldwin. The bold eagle, you know? Um, Alec Baldwin's recklessness on set led to criminal charge, prosecutors say. Um, Alec Baldwin rust shooting charges. What is involuntary manslaughter? Um, let's go through this article here. Actor Alec Baldwin will be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Western movie Rust, as will the armorer who oversaw the weapons used in the production. Dude, I think the armorer... I can't believe there's someone called an armorer. I thought they were just called like prop prop guy. Um, That's the guy who should be getting in trouble, man. Actors are all retards, bro. They don't, they're not even creative. They just read other people's work. You know, they're not like, they're not checking weapons and shit. They don't even check their lines. Like that actors just like, they just go grab it. Like, let's go. Let's let me say these words. Oh, I didn't hear. They don't even know what, what it means, bro. They're not even doing comprehension. They're just like, these are the words I'm going to say, bro. So you can't, you can't blame this dude. He's in autopilot mode. And yeah, like sometimes if niggas on autopilot, someone's going to get popped, bro. It's who hasn't shot somebody when they were in autopilot, man. Dude, you know, sometimes when you're sober as a judge, you just like, you're driving home from work and you just like arrive home as I don't even remember like what way I came home. I was just on autopilot. You probably ran someone over, man. You probably ran someone over and you were just too busy thinking about like, 
like what you need to pick up from the grocery store. You're just like lettuce, cheese, ham, lettuce, cheese, ham, lettuce, cheese, ham. You get home, you got blood all over the hood of your car and you don't remember what direction you came from. And that's just what Alec Baldwin did, man. So I don't think he should be in trouble for that. I think the armorer should, like you are supposed to give this guy a toy gun, not a fucking, not a fucking, you know, anti-aircraft device. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, let's keep going. We've only read one paragraph and I, I, you know, got off track, but let's, let's hit it. Baldwin, who has maintained he was not aware the gun he fired contained a live round. And why would he think that? Why would there be a live round in a weapon on set? And why are we still why are we using real guns and not replicas? What are we doing here? Um, he was not aware the gun he fired contained a live round, called the New Mexico prosecutor's decision a terrible miscarriage of justice, according to his attorney, Luke Nikas, who vowed to fight the charges. Jason Bowles, an attorney for the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez Reed said a jury will find his client not guilty because he has committed no crime. Hutchins was struck and killed in 2021 by a live round of ammunition fired from a prop gun being held by Baldwin, who maintains he did not pull the gun's trigger. And that, um, my man, that's a lie. Because guns only fire when you pull the trigger. Guns only fire when you pull the trigger, dude. Um, And you've got to pull it with, like, significant force. I mean, I know a child can pull the trigger of a gun, but like you, they don't, they're not just like hair triggers, bro. You, just, you don't just touch the bitch and it, it fires. You got to pull that bitch back. You got to have a little bit of, you know, you got to have a little bit of blood flowing through that trigger finger to make that shit happen, baby. It, it, they, they don't just automatically pop off, dude. Director Joel Souza was injured. Charges will not be filed against Souza, prosecutors said. The cause of death is listed as gunshot, gunshot wound of the chest, and the manner of death as an accident. It is a comfort to the family that in New Mexico, no one is above the law, said a statement from attorney Brian J. Panish on behalf of the Hutchins family. Here is why New Mexico First Judicial District Attorney Mary Kamak Altwise. All these names, man, like be Mary, be, be, be Mary Smith or something. My God, Clayton McMath's a lit name, but like Mary Carmack Altwise, Altwise. Sort it out, dude. We're doing hot, bro. You know what? I... I say we cancel the hyphen. Abolish the hyphen. No more hyphenated names. You either change it and take your husband's name or you don't change it. That you, you don't get the choice of two. <laughs> Here I am on a podcast saying, about, like, take away the cho- women's choice and shit. I'm out of my mind, bro. Um, who spoke with CNN, blah, 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 blah. Uh, other actors, including A-list celebrities consulted by prosecutors, said they always check their guns or have someone check in front of them. Uh, every person that handles a gun has duty to make sure that if they're going to handle that gun, point it at someone and pull the trigger, that it's not going to fire a projectile and kill someone. Why would a weapon on a film set have a live round in it? This is, this is, what, this is where the question is. Like, why would it have a live round? Mm. I'm just drinking San Pellegrino. Um, you know, maybe I maybe I had a little come up on the weekend, and so I'm buying I'm buying that fucking rich water, baby. Um, 
An actor does not get a free pass just because they're an actor. That is what's so important we're saying here in New Mexico that everyone is equal under the law. Live rounds were mixed in with dummy rounds on the set and crews were not checking ammunition regularly. Why, dude? This is what this is what's confusing to me. Why would there be live rounds mixed in with dummy rounds? And shouldn't there be shouldn't there be like shouldn't a prop gun like shouldn't the dummy rounds be like a different shape that like can't fit in other guns? You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't that make sense? Like the magazine's a different shape. So like it will only fit in a prop gun and it's only dummy rounds can fit in there. Like what are we doing with like, I'm going to use the same gun that has potentially already got a body count and I'm just going to put different rounds in it. No, dude, we need a whole new situation and a whole new gun situation. And it can still look like a normal gun, just change like the, the chamber or something. What are we doing? These niggas are so retarded, bro. R-E-T-A-R-D-E, you know? Nobody was checking, blah, blah, blah. Accident does not mean it's not criminal. The trigger had to have been pulled. Yep, that's what that's what I said. Um, Yeah, I'm not reading this whole article. I'm sorry that I got so deep into it, but I didn't realize how long it was. I'm not going to keep going, but... Honestly, dude, one, this motherfucker had to have pulled the trigger, okay? And, you know, I'm no forensics expert, but I do have a PhD in podcasting. Everybody knows it. And you have to pull a trigger to fire a round. That's the first thing. Second thing is why was there a live round in this bitch? And third thing wasn't, I don't think they were even shooting. I don't even think they were shooting. I think that, like, the cameras were off and shit. And this motherfucker is pointing a gun at somebody and pulling the trigger. That is wild in and of itself. And also, yeah, what? don't point a gun at anybody, whether it's a prop gun, real gun, you know? Like, it's not it's not a funny joke to have a trigger pulled at you. I've got a, I've got a gel blaster and, you know, I've shot two friends with it. One was Rachel and one was Mileage. I shot Rachel in the calf. I shot mileage in the back. And um, the thing's orange. It's got an orange trigger. It's got an orange barrel. So you know it's a toy. And also the magazine doesn't, you can't even put real bullets in it. It, it only little gel balls. And it's broken anyway. It doesn't even work no more. But you're not supposed to point weapons at people. You know, these people asked for it. Mileage literally was like, I want to feel what it feels like. He lifted up his shirt and I shot him in the back. And then Rachel was walking out of the kitchen and I shot her in the leg right right as she was stepping out of the kitchen. You know? And that's probably, you know, that's probably like the R word of um, of toy guns because I didn't get her consent to shoot her in the leg. But guess what? She was fine because it wasn't a real bullet. I'm not Alec Baldwin, you know? Maybe I'm the Alec Baldwin of podcasting, you know, because I shoot to kill, you know, I fucking come out here every week, most weeks, and I fucking go crazy in the booth for you guys, no one's allowed to say retarded anymore, I get on the mic, I'm like, retard this, retard that, get after it, fellas, it's a breath of fresh air, welcome to the potty podcast, 
you got to get you got to get in there and listen to it. It's beautiful. It's a it's a work of art. It's a public service. This is this is a show for the people, man. Thank you to the listeners. Anyway, Alec Baldwin killed someone, man, and he's getting in trouble for it, I suppose. <sighs> I I tell you who I want to shoot. Um, my hairdresser. Dude, I grew my hair for 10 months because I had the braids just on the top. You know, I could pull it off. I looked good, man. And I, I cut my hair after my fringe show last year because I wanted to I wanted to grow it all out and and uh get braids, get braids over my whole head. And I got 10 months deep and my hair was looking long as fuck. I I, I booked in with the the lady to braid it. I brushed my hair. I went to work with a massive afro looking wild. I look like a fucking microphone, bro. And I went to, um, I went to this thing and she, she goes, Oh, how do you want it? I was like, Oh, just, you know, braids, full head, like six, six of them. I reckon and she's like, okay, uh, this side, this side's a little bit shorter than that side. Do you want me to even it up? And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she grabs the clippers and just goes woof, up the side of my head, man. Fucking ruined it. I was so pissed. All right. Pissed. And I, you know, she's, she's African, mad African. She's, she's like, oh, you wanted it like before, right? Like just on top. I was like, no, Nick, like I wanted it on the whole head. Anyway, she did it just on top. And I was pissed, man. Rach was out that night. Mum was here looking after Kenny. I come home. I look after the kid. And mum's like, oh, what happened? What's wrong? I was like, this isn't what I wanted, man. I told her what happened. I was like, I'm going to wait until tomorrow. I'm going to sleep on it, see how I feel about it, you know? Rach came home that night, and she, she, you know, bless her heart, man. She, she, she goes, oh, I thought you wanted I was like, I know what I wanted. I know what I want. Uh, you know, I fucking, I blew up. I was like, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm going to see how I feel about it in the morning. All right. I woke up in the morning, did my affirmations, brushed my teeth. And as I'm staring at myself in the mirror while I brushed my teeth, I was like, fuck this. I took him out and I went to the barber and I shaved my head, man. Shaved my fucking head. 10 months of dedication and growth and, you know, putting product in it and keeping it nice and fucking silky, bro. Brushing it from time to time. 10 months down the tubes. It's a catastrophe, bro. Disaster. It's a, it's a fucking cornrow catastrophe. Man, I went through it. And then the worst thing is my mum and Rach love me with short hair they think i am gorgeous and so i cut it and then they see me they're like oh you look so much better i'm like fuck you man i fucking grew this shit out for 10 months to be just just to a level i'm at a level of disappointment that you'll never reach and that's you know that's a wild statement Especially like honest, I'd be honest with you. My mum, one of her best friends, just passed away yesterday. 
and I'm here worried about my hair, you know? So shout out to my mom. I hope you're okay. Shout out to um, my mom's friend's family. I won't, you know, I'm not going to put her name and business out there, but yeah, talking to my mom, she sounded so down today. I hate that shit, man. You know, death, death, the only guarantee in life order. What do I say? Um, the only things guaranteed in life are death and taxes or some, some fucking gay shit like that. Cunts, cunts think they're so clever with their sayings, dude. And it's like, hey, how about tell a friend to tell a friend? How's that for a fucking saying? How about you focus on that instead of people dying? How about tell a friend about the Welcome to the Potty podcast because it's fucking such a good time. It's not clean. You don't, you know, don't play it in the car on your way home after you pick the kids up from school, man. But like, one day I'll try and do a clean episode. I I start most episodes off thinking maybe maybe today will be a clean one, and I get passionate, bro. Usually in in the first ad, the the bung bung coffee ad, I'm like, fuck, it's delicious, and I'm like, okay, well it's over now, so I may as well say can't fuck shit, piss, pussy, you know. Um, but you know we're here, we're here, man. What was I talking about? My fucking hair, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't made a decision yet whether I'm going to commit to growing it again or just um, continue getting haircuts. I, I am booked in for another haircut this week, but that's, um, I've got, I've, I'm emceeing a wedding next week. Shout out to Michael and Hannah. Um, so I want to look, I want to look clean for that. And then hopefully that haircut lasts um, over my week in, in Perth. So um, yeah, I just got to, I got to stay clean. Uh, and then maybe after, maybe after my, um, Adelaide fringe show, I will make a decision on whether I grow my hair back, man. But God damn it, bro. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to get real Alec Baldwin up in that stylus, man, but fuck it. Fuck it. It's hair it grows back. Yeah. But, but Clay, does it grow back when you've been on the podcast as well documented that you're your, your fear of going bald is, is out there, is really out there. You are worried about it. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe it doesn't come back. Maybe it isn't just hair. Maybe it is a commitment and an investment of my time and and money, bro. I bought I bought products to, to battle the bald, okay? I want to be, I'm like, I'm like, if, like Michael Jackson clearly didn't want to be black. He went full white he fought his skin color and i'm fighting my hairstyle man i i don't want to be a bald man michael jackson hated blacks i hate baldies bro no offense i've got bald friends shout out you know shout out to my bald friends or balding friends but i love you guys but i don't want to be you guys you know (sighs) but i don't want to take dude i will not take the medication because it shuts your dick down and no, I don't want any other kids, but maybe I'm going to want to fuck again, you know? So yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take hair medicine that's going to make my, my dick stay little forever, you know? Like, oh geez, your, your hair's been growing so much. It's like, yeah, well, my dick hasn't been erect in, in three years but check out this ponytail. You know, fuck that. I'm not into that, bro. Not into it. I got so many fucking Clay's reviews to do. I'm just trying to um, figure out whether we do it. 
How much time have we been doing this? Shit, we're half an hour in. I think we got plenty of time for some Clay's reviews. What do you guys think? Imagine if I sat here and waited for you guys to respond. <laughs> Sorry for clearing my sinuses right into the mic. Uh, let's do it. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting like Tinger costumes. This segment is Clay's Reviews. Christmas Day, I watched a movie called... Um, I actually don't know how to uh, pronounce it. Miru or Meru, M-E-R-U. Maru. You know, it looks like Peru, but it's an M. So maybe it's Maru. Maruba. Um, and it's just about these... Oh, dude. I don't want to do Clay's reviews unless I'm doing it on video. We, we did this last time. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to... Um, we're going to have to cancel that. Fuck that. We're not doing... We're not doing Clay's reviews today. Hell no. Sorry to... Um, sorry to fuck that up. We should get into something else fun though to um, to make up for it. So, what do we have? Do we have some advice? We need to no move problem. Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. All right. So, this one is coming in from Tim. Email from Tim. It says, I'm trans FTM. So, that means female to male. But I'm having doubts after five years. Okay. Let's see what we can do for you, Timmy. Okay, so to start off, I'm 16. I came out as trans when I was 12. Okay. I was about to say, you don't know your sexuality when you're 12, but I lost my virginity when I was 12, and um, I fucking enjoyed it, and I definitely knew that I was a straight man at that point. Uh, I came out as trans because I liked boys' clothes and liked acting like a tough guy. Now that's just like a fashion choice, isn't it? Does that mean does that mean that you you are a boy or is it just like you like dressing like that? Are you a bull dyke? What <laughs> what you don't have to be I got let's keep going. I truly believe that I'm trans, but I also don't. I used to think, what if I had a penis? It would be so cool, but now it's I miss the girls' clothes, I miss my hair, I miss heels, I miss everything. It's just that most of the time, I wish I could go back to being a girl, but I know I'll get called very harsh things if I do, and it's really scary. Because after five years, why am I still thinking about this? I've been thinking about this for about two years now. Ever since I saw myself with a girl wig on with long hair, I've just missed it. I just missed the way I looked and acted, but at the same time, I don't want to stop dressing like I don't care and sometimes acting like a hot shot. I feel like if I admit that I'm no longer trans, I feel like I told one big lie and everyone will see me as a weirdo or worse, a liar. And what if I still get called tranny? High school, can, dude, I don't think they're supposed to call you tranny whether you're trans or not, honestly. I don't, so they're calling you tranny and you're like, you're cool. <laughs> that's nuts. Anyway, um... Dude, this is, this is, this is, I've got to be delicate here because I, you know, I, I accept the trans community. I believe that it is a real thing. 
okay, not the community, but, be, but being trans, I don't believe it is as common as what's going on at the moment. I think there is, um, it's like there's currency in it. So I think people are being trans for the, you know, for the culture or whatever, for the, the credit. Um, I do believe that that's part of it. I, I, I don't believe that children can make that decision. They need to be more educated. Maybe they're just gay. Um, like you don't, just because you like girls and you like wearing boys' clothes doesn't mean that you are a boy. Maybe it means you like, maybe it means you're a lesbian that likes boys' clothes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not black and white. I don't, I don't, I don't like the, you know, the change in hormones and shit in, in, in you know, you, you said you're a 12 year old and it doesn't sound like you've had like maybe hormones or, um, uh, you know, surgery or anything, but like a 12 year old, I just don't think, I just don't think they know enough to know the difference between like, there's so many things now. There's so many genders apparently. And fucking you're trans you're gay you're bi you're this you're that um and i just don't think you know i think people people like to be um people like to be diverse they like to be in a minority and the thing is that that group has gotten so big as no longer a minority so their their groups are getting smaller and smaller like, oh, you're only trans? Yeah, well, I'm black and trans, you know? Oh, yeah, well, I'm a black trans doctor. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a black trans doctor who races cars on the weekends. It's like, fuck, man, who gives a fuck? Shut the fuck up. Fuck who you're going to fuck and stop advertising it, man. You know? And I just think, I think, with all it's it's so prevalent in the news and stuff it's like it's like this thing that that children are feeling pressure to to decide on this identity before they're ready and it sounds it sounds like that's what's happened to you man and i you know i i apologize for sounding ignorant i sounded so old school just then i'm not in that community i don't know how hard it is to be that i can only imagine how marginalized you must feel but like i just think we we are at a point where people people are making this decision sooner than than maybe they're ready for um sorry let's keep going high school can be brutal but it's even worse when you're different oh i know about that i'm even so scared to tell my mom because she accepted me and believed i was trans when i didn't fully feel like it yeah no if you didn't fully feel like it it sounds like you did it for clout no offense you 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 made this choice because you even said the word cool earlier. Like I think I think there is like a coolness in being different, in being diverse, in being a minority, um, in being in one of these communities. Maybe you felt more accepted or whatever than you did in the you know other in other communities. Um, but you said you didn't even fully feel it. You know, like you've done this you've done this like almost on a whim or something. And now five years later, you're like, Jesus Christ, but I'm, I'm a chick though. 
you know, it's just not it's not as simple as as um the advocates make it seem. Not everyone's trans, man. I think trans is a rarity. I think you're more likely to be gay or a lesbian than than be trans, man. I think trans is quite um quite rare, dude. You know? What the fuck do I know, dude? I'm only like I'm just a normal guy. I'm just a black guy stuck in a black guy's body. No, you know, like, <laughs> um, that is hilarious. A black guy stuck in a black guy's body. I might have to write, write that down. Um, I didn't fully feel like it. My dad though, he never believed it. He always knew something was off. And I think I did this to make him mad because he kept leaving me and my brother's. It's just scary to realize something after being something different. I feel like I should just keep the act up until high school was over. You've just called it an act. You know what I'm saying? This is bullshit, Tim. That is your real name. You know, an act. This is, it's all a fucking game to you. Like, the, yeah, you should be scared because the trans community is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Either you're trans or you're fucking not. It's not a decision that you can, it's not a hat you can put on and off every, every five fucking years, man. That's what I mean. You can't just decide this at such a young age. If you don't know, you don't fucking know. And it's a journey, a journey of discovering, man. You don't just be like, oh, I'm 12. I guess I'm trans. Maybe you've got to fucking live until you're 17 to figure out what you are. Like you have. You said you're 16 now, and now you're like, oh, shit, I think I want to grow my hair back and wear high heels and be a female. The act, you said it's an act, man. That's nuts, Timmy. Keep the act up until high school is over. It's only been two years. It's only two years. Then I can say I don't feel like that anymore. What do I do? Should I admit to my mom and my dad that didn't believe me in the first place? I'm scared of what might happen if I do. What if they just laugh and tell me I knew you weren't? I'm scared of that happening because when it comes to honesty, my family is brutal. What should I do? Tim, formerly Adeline. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. I, you know, you've written into the Welcome to the Potty podcast, okay? So I'm going to be straight with you, Tim. I don't like this one bit. You know, trans, hey, be trans if, if, you know, if that's, if that's how you truly feel. But if, dude, it's just so frustrating. It is so frustrating that you've tried it on like a fucking pair of jeans, you know? Like maybe you're, maybe you're just a tomboy. You know, like that's, there's too many labels. People, people were so quick to like need, need to be something. I need to be trans. Oh, you know, I'll get treated better if I'm trans. I'll start winning contests if I'm trans. I'll get better grades if I'm trans. I want, I'll stop getting in trouble if I'm trans. Cause everyone's fucking scared of that community right now. Cause they fucking tweet so much. I don't know, fucking Tim, you, it's not your fault, okay, I'll tell you that, 
you you made the call too soon. You needed guidance. Someone should have helped you go on some type of journey of discovery instead of just agree, blindly agreeing with you, which is what people are doing. Like, I don't think you can take a 12-year-old's word for it that they're trans. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that they're ready to make that call. And I'm not saying it's not it's not true because it could be. But I think you need to just be, you need, you need to go through puberty a bit more and, you know, let your hormones happen and see, see, and go, you know, talk to other trans people, go, go to join groups and and all types of shit and be like, this is how I feel. I don't know. You don't just make, you can't make the call and people need to, people need to support young people in figuring out whether they're gay, bi, lesbian, trans, um, tomboy, um, whatever the fuck else is out there. It's a, it's something that needs to be explored. I don't think it's something you can just chuck a label on at 12 years old. So it's not your fault, but saying you're going to keep the act up for another two years is fucking nuts, man. Um, yeah, it's going to be fucking, it's going to be hard to, especially if you've been a dick about it and been like, oh, my pro, my pronouns are now this and you keep dead naming me and you're um, if you've been a fuckwit like that and you, you're going to go back to school, you know, wearing a dress and being like, nah, call me Adeline. People are going to be like, what cunt? You fucking tried to cancel me, you know? You were like snitching on me two months ago telling me, because I called you Adeline that I was a fucking transphobic or whatever. So you you better be careful how like how you have treated people over the past five years. Um, no one should be calling you tranny, whether you are male or female or trans male or trans female or whatever. No one should be calling you tranny. I would be fucking deading that shit ASAP. Um, that's wild that they're calling you tranny right now and going back again, I think they probably won't have a name to call you, but I think, I think people are going to feel that you've taken the piss, you know, there would have been a sense of power that you got from it, being able to tell people like, nope, nope, this is my name now and this is my pronouns and this is this and this is that. So, uh, yeah, I'd be careful how you, you know, transition back or whatever the fuck it is that you're doing. It doesn't, like, I don't know, man. I don't know enough about this shit. I've said too much. I'm definitely in trouble now. But am I going to publish this episode? Absolutely. This is the second time I've recorded it. We're 40 minutes in. Um, This is going on the internet. <laughs> you understand? But yeah, like I said, don't take my word for it. I'm just a black man stuck in a black man's body, man. I don't know anything about this shit. Um, yeah, fuck. Sorry to hear that, Tim. Let's go to poor posture. Poor posture of the week. This is nuts. The person that sent this in is named Linda, which is like a 55-year-old woman's name. I've never heard of a young Linda 
And I didn't think that like this would be the show that a fifty-five-year-old wooden uh, woman would want to. No, she's not a wooden. She's not Pinocchio, but she's a woman, and I misspoke. But I, I, I'm so surprised that a woman named Linda listens to this show. But Linda sent in this fucking uh, this article, and it's on news.com.au, man. Like it's, I guess it's pretty legit. Six dead including a baby, after throats slashed by kite strings. Three children, including a baby, are among six who are horrifically sliced to death after a kite-flying festival turned into a bloodbath. Six people were horrifically sliced to death by glass-encrusted kite strings after a blood-drenched festival in India. That is crazy that... that the editor let that first sentence go, bro. Horrifically sliced to death, blood-drenched festival. Like, fuck off. This is why the mainstream media is just an absolute joke, man. Like, that's people's lives you're talking about and you're just like fucking just going mad, just crazy adjectives, man. <sighs> three children, including a baby. Bruh, is every sentence in this report the same? Is the poor posture just the fucking journalist? Good God. Three children, including a baby, are among the dead after a day of celebration in Gujarat turned sinister. The spectators' throats were sliced open by the razor-sharp strings used by kite fighters at the annual Uttarayan Festival. It's understood at least 11 people died during the festival either after plunging from buildings or being sliced by the strings. Huge crowds had gathered to watch the spectacle in the sky where participants battled to slice their opponents' cords. The mid-air tussle for triumph tragically saw two baby girls aged two and three and a boy seven bleed to death in front of their helpless parents. Jesus fucking Christ. Someone's gonna, someone, right, six people did die but someone else is gonna die. If my kid gets sliced up, everybody's dying, bro. I'm going out hard. Fuck that. Hundreds of participants positioned themselves onto... Was Alec Baldwin at this festival? By any chance? He was like, uh, I wasn't flying the kite. The kite was flying itself. I didn't launch the kite. Hundreds of participants positioned themselves on terraces and rooftops to send their kites soaring before chaos erupted. Revelers had used sharp strings to fly their colorful creations in hopes of cutting off their competitors. The vibrant kites are typically made of lightweight paper and bamboo before being attached to lines that are embossed in a mixture of glue around glass before being reinforced with metal. The strings, known as furkies, are then dried, rolled up, and attached to the, to the rear. Flying enthusiasts often make them so sharp that the strings are capable of shredding through human skin or even electric wires. The victims' throats were gruesomely slit when the out-of-control cords became entangled around their necks. Good God, bro. Traumatized onlookers watched on as the unruly strings wrapped victims' necks at the annual kite flying festival. A further 176 people also sustained injuries from cuts and falls while flying the kites at the festival's to commemorate the start of the harvest season. The youngest victim, Curdy, was a two-year-old girl who attended the Uttarayan Festival in Bangavar City with her dad. The tragic tot was... The tragic tot, bro, 
this journalist, bro. What are we doing? The tragic tot. Kill yourself. I wish this journalist would fucking... This is the Alec Baldwin of journalism because they are killing this article in a bad way. This article sucks, man. Tragic tot. The fuck out of here, bro. Tragic tot, man. Alliteration. Just alliteration adjectives, bro. Look, I can do it too. Just let, let's just do words that start with A. Asshole. Anonymous. Uh, AK-47. Anti-disestablishment. Arianism. Attention. Around. You know? I can do mad A words. You fuckwit. The tragic tot was riding her scooter when the kite strings became wrapped around her neck. She passed away on Sunday after being rushed to a nearby hospital for treatment. A three-year-old girl was walking home with her mother in Visnagar town when one of the fatal threads slit her throat. Police said the youngster named Kismat was taken to hospital before being pronounced dead by medics. Rishab Verma was also killed as he rode home with his parents on a scooter in the Rajkot. Swamji Yadav was scooting across a bridge in Vadar... Vadadara when a wayward kite string cut his throat. Narendra Vagale was killed in similar circumstances in Gundhidam, city of Cooch district. Damn. Cooch is... <laughs> Cooch is, a, you know, a city that I enjoyed a visit. Um, alongside Ashwin Gadavi. Gadvi in Kalol town of Gangitva. Now you're just now you're just writing city names, you fuck. This journalist posture is fucking wild, bro. This man, this This is what I think of this journalist, bro. Man, you corny A whopping 130 people sustained cuts during the festival while another 46 were injured after falling from height while flying kites over the weekend. Um, mad animals got hurt. Um, yeah. Well, first off, first off, this this festival, man, flying killer kites. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they're not trying to kill people. You know what I'm saying? I'm. Why, like, if you're just trying to cut another kite string, why is the, why is the, the sharpness of the kite, why does it go all the way down to, like, human being level? That's asking for problems. So, I think that's, that's involuntary manslaughter if I've ever heard it. Or, no, that's, mm, that's closer to manslaughter slash murder. Why would the sharp bits be going down all the way to where people are, man? You're out here really on some foul shit, bro. That the sharp bits should there should be like a rule where there's like only 20 meters of sharp string. And then the rest is like um normal string, man. That's wild. There's a wild idea. It's a wild festival. Everyone's posture's fucked up. You know. I, I can't even imagine. The parent, like, if I was one of the, I would have gone full John Wick and just started killing everybody. Man. Dude, 
I'm not going to India. I've never been, and I, I always thought I wanted to go. I definitely won't be going for Buck Raji Festival or whatever the fuck it's called. They said it 50 times in the article. Um, what's it called? I think Buck Raji was a pretty good guess. I can't, can't find it now. It, it said it 50 fucking times, and now I can't. Or oh, Uttarayan in Buck in. Bhavnagar. Bhavnagar sounds like, that just sounds like an Indian person calling someone a nigga and just trying to disguise it. But um, yeah, man, the whole festival's past is fucked up. But the, the reporter who wrote this and said tragic tot and blood-drenched festival is an absolute fucking clown. Olivia Burke from The Sun, um, you know, I kind of wish you were, no, 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 I won't say that. That's wild. Um, yeah, fuck you, Olivia. Um, your post is terrible. Man, you corny. All right. Um, who sent that in again? Linda. That's nuts. Uh, and this one's coming in from Duncan. And I actually do know a Duncan. I wonder if it's him. Shout out to Duncan. Her husband died. Then his family shaved her head and made her strip beside his grave. This is wild. So this is Lagos, Nigeria. For many years, Rose's clothing store was a destination of choice for Lagos women in search of a new outfit for a party occasion. She traveled regularly to textile hubs in Turkey to source high quality fabrics for her clients and her children helped out in the family business on busy days during December festivities. The small store in Oshodi, in the heart of the bustling Nigerian city, did a booming trade until personal tragedy struck the businesswoman in 2015. Doctors diagnosed Rose's husband with chronic kidney failure that eventually led to his death two years later at the age of 55. The illness in a country where 4% of the 195 million strong population have access to health insurance drained the family's finances. I sold everything in my shop undervalued to get money for his weekly dialysis, Rose told CNN. But the financial challenge she faced while caring for her sick husband was dwarfed, she says, by what she encountered after his death in 2017. Following his burial in South Nigeria, Rose says she was forced by her in-laws to undergo a series of rituals that included shaving her head, pubic hair, and stripping near her husband's grave. When she initially refused, Rose said that they told her that she and her children would be banished from the local community in Delta State, where her husband was to be buried. I never wanted to go through that process, but when I asked them, what if I don't do it? They said, it means I killed my husband. What the fuck, bro? Oh, oh shit, there's a picture of her. Rose's head is being shaved by women in the village in 2017. Rose's face has been obscured to protect her identity. Bro, what? The fuck? Oh, there's more story. This is a long article. This is a massive piece here. But I guess when people die in Nigeria, someone's got to get their head shaved and their pussy shaved. And okay, let's just let's let's read a little bit more here. Um. 
They burned everything I was wearing and my hair. Then they told me to bathe in the same spot. I protested that I could not bathe in broad daylight. They insisted. People were looking at us. We had been there from 2 a.m. to 4 p.m. I just wanted it to end. They asked me to save, shave my pubic hair and armpit hair, my nails, and bring them along the next day when they want to shave my hair. They woke me up at 2 a.m. and told me to start crying around my husband's grave. They said I should scream louder until my cry wakes the community. They threw food at me as if I was a dog. Nobody had physical contact with me because anything I touch is unclean. What the fuck, dude? The next day, Rose says she was taken to a village gathering where she was asked to marry one of her husband's siblings or another man from the community. They said I could choose a husband to... In replacement of my late husband, I was shocked. One of the men said I could choose my son, and I did, but most of them were not happy with that option. I am one of the humiliated widows, she added, rubbing her finger where her wedding band used to sit. Harmful widowhood practices act. Bruh, this is fucking nuts. The whole country of Nigeria is on the plate for this. Um. This is just about women's rights, I suppose. Nigeria's posture, bruh, whack, disgusting, real sicko shit. Hell no. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing I can really say. There's, oh. <sighs> the, I don't know if it's like, if that's just like a custom or if it's religious, but. Um, fuck that. That you, you can't do that shit. You can't make women do. You can't make anyone do that. But to like, um, that's that's uh, hu that is humiliating. That is humiliating. It's not funny. It's not. There's not much funny about it, uh, Duncan. Um, but yeah, yeah, their posture is fucking terrible. My god, bro. Um. Yeah. Good lord. Let's let's jump on Twitter and just see if there's any any funny shit going on that we can end the show on because Duncan, that was dark, my man. That was fucking dark, dude. Whoa. Shannon. Is this about Shannon Sharp or Um, yeah, Shannon Sharp at the Laker game the other night basically got in like a fight with the whole, uh, Memphis Grizzlies team. Um, he looked like an absolute fucking fool, honestly. Like the, the Grizzlies team, like the Grizzlies need to be humbled. Their, their egos are through the roof. They all think they're like gangsters. Um, like Dylan Brooks thinks he's somebody. Jar thinks he's somebody. Like I'm talking like outside of basketball. These cunts think they're like running shit. They 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 look foolish. They're embarrassing. I, I I'm embarrassed by the Memphis Grizzlies. But but Shannon, he's like 50 years old. He's trying to he's trying to like act a certain type of way as well. He looked wild out there. Um. Oh, by the way, this is like this is I guess the sports segment. So I'll do a quick little um. 
Um, yeah, it looked crazy. It looked crazy out there. Um, I'm just wondering, like, like Shannon didn't get removed from the arena. If I acted the way Shannon Sharp acted, I would have been taken home. You know. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking to find if there's like an apology or something. It's nuts. It's nuts, bro. I'm trying to think, dude. I, I like it's. That's like heckling. That's but it's sports. It's sports. But like I, I heckled a magician once. But I, I don't really respect a magician. No offense, man. But like, uh, I don't. I don't rate it. I don't rate. I don't really rate magician. I just don't think it's like an art. Like an art form It's trickery. You know, it's. I don't like that. They call it magic. I think that's the thing. Magic is like. You know, I don't know. Magic's like Harry Potter shit. And you're just like, you're just good with your hands. Like, I wonder I wonder if you're good enough with your hands to, you know, catch a ball, bro. Can you catch an alley-oop? Can you, you know, can you throw some junk from the mount, you know? Or can you just fucking pull... Pretend to pull a coin out of a child's ear. Like, grow up, man. Become a real entertainer like me. I talk about my dick on stage for 60 minutes. Don't forget to buy tickets to Ain't It Funny in Perth, in Adelaide, and wherever else I end up doing it. Uh, buy your tickets. Adelaide Fringe, uh, Fringe World Perth. Go to the websites. Look up Ain't It Funny. Clay McMath. Buy tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Puff, puff. Pass this shit on. Let's grow this bitch. Let's grow this bitch like a veggie patch. You feel me? I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bang bang. <laughs>